to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hey there. We are the Faith Lift Sisters and we are in um, our fourth day of our second week of Hebrews. And today we are going to be in um, Hebrews 3. We're going to start Hebrews 3, verses 1 through 6. Um, so, Terry, do you want to just start us out and get us going? Yep. Perfect. Therefore, Thanks. I'm sorry. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus had been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God." Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as the servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house, if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting uh, in our hope. I like that. Mm-hmm. We are the house of God. I um look back on stuff and um reminded me of like David, the house of David, and how Jesus was from the house and lineage of um Abraham and um I don't we don't say the house of staples, you know, mm-hmm. or the house of anybody like that around here anymore, but I just like the whole idea of that. It's like it's the family of it's um, the Ritter House, the Ritter House house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last well, was the house house, but it was. Um, I think Ritter House is was the house of knights. Was what it ah, translated oh. back to. You're right. Yeah, and um, I I just think the whole thing is incredible that um, as we talked about earlier, Jesus. Here we go again. Is greater than Moses. Mm-hmm. Moses was an amazing servant of God in the you know in the house of Israel, mm-hmm. um, and he he did an amazing job as a servant mm-hmm. of that house. But Jesus is a son of the house, which puts him he he took care of God's house, but he's a son of the house. So there's a different level of. Um, responsibility and care and placement. He's the heir, not the mm-hmm. spare. He's the heir. Spares <laughs> <laughs> are good. I, I mean, spares are okay. We need those guys too. But being the heir of the house uh, is a lot different than being the highest servant in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Moses would be considered one of the highest servants, certainly to this population mm-hmm. that Hebrews is written to. He was um, huge. Mm-hmm. Like I would put him, Abraham, in there, but Moses was really spectacular, really revered, highly yeah. revered, quoted quite quite frequently. Yeah. Um, and yet, Jesus made him. 
Right. Right. It's like Moses didn't make Jesus. Jesus made him. So when we're talking about the tabernacle, um, this is, this happened in Moses time, right? Creating the physical tabernacle where God would reside. It was the Holy of Holies, the curtain. I mean, Moses did all this because God asked him, God told him to. Um, the other cool thing about Moses is that he met with God face to face in the ten of meetings. Nobody, nobody does that and, and lives. And lives, right. right. Yeah. Right. Because remember the Holy of Holies? They'd put the priest, and they'd have a little uh, rope on his ankle. He'd wear bells so that they and knew bell, he was yeah. moving around, something like yep. that. And it's like, um, oh, the bells aren't ringing. Shake a leg. Shake Give a leg. on that leg. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's... He's dead. Pull him out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you imagine being the, the, the high priest and you're in your quiet prayer time and someone like pulls your ankle and you fall on your face? It's like, stop it. Stop it, you. Stop. <laughs> he, he pulls the the rope back. Rope. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if the rope breaks? Like, oh. uh, who, uh, who's going in to get that? I'm not that? going in. <laughs> I'm not going in. <laughs> That's no place for me. Right. Right. Yeah. So there were some flaws in that original one, but God covered them all, I'm sure. Um, and Moses was able to meet with God in the ton of meetings. And he, he did what God asked, but he also sinned. He killed an Egyptian. Yeah. He struck the rock. He didn't follow completely what God told him. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and God, um, going back to his relationship with God, mm-hmm. God met with him. And it says he spoke with Moses mouth to mouth and he spoke with no riddles. Like when he spoke to the prophets and stuff, there's, there was always this little bit of mystery. Like they weren't quite sure maybe exactly what it meant or, you know, um, where he was going to go. Just mm-hmm. get your family and go. That's all I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he, he spoke in riddles. He gave dreams to prophets. He gave visions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Moses got. And he got, um, he got that face to face, like you said. So he's in the hierarchy, hierarchy of prophets. Mm-hmm. He's at the top. I'd say he's at the top. Absolutely. He's at the top, but he yeah. still does not compare to our great high priest. Right. Jesus, mm-hmm. who's higher than every priest. Right. Right. And who's created a house of, and it's, it's kind of going back a little bit to what you were saying. I think in some of these, um, there's different houses, I guess, what they're referring to, the spiritual house, the, the house of God's kingdom versus um Moses creating the tabernacle or creating um, what God told him to do here on earth, right? Even creating the nation, creating the yes, the whole nation, yeah. and leading yeah, and leading and the leading, nation yeah. of Israel, and and yeah. Um, so we're talking almost possibly two different houses, but God's spirit resides in both. Right. God himself resided in the tabernacle. Right. Right. And the Holy Spirit, if we are now considered the house of Jesus, Mm -hmm. right, that we have the Holy Spirit within us. 
someone was saying in my small group, um, think of this. Someone couldn't go into that tabernacle and be in the presence of God at that point, or they would die, right? Unless it was the high priest who had done that. That very power of God, that very um, entity that, that existed in the Holy of Holies, because of Jesus, now lives within us. Yeah. It could have killed us without him. Mm-hmm. But now it lives within us. And now we're the temple of God. And always lives within us. Mm-hmm. It's not um, for a season or for a time or just for the high priest uh, that the spirit would come on a prophet for a a time, a telling, you know, a foretelling or, or whatever, or whenever God said, yeah. whenever God said, and the Holy spirit would come on them. They would do their thing. They'd say what God wanted them to say or whatever. And then the spirit would leave them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave us. So his, his priesthood is greater than Moses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. And the thing that's really important about this, and as the writer of Hebrews was looking at it, they chose Moses specifically because he probably, because he was the top one. He was the best. And this culture, these people who were um, um, the audience, I guess, for this letter, revered Moses. They would know how great he was. Mm -hmm. So then to take Moses and say, no, Jesus is superior to Moses is another level. And it's like, remember that. Now, these are Christians, people who have become Christians. And it's like, so they have to think through um, these, like, precepts of their faith. Okay, wait, I know Moses was great. That I know. I grew up knowing that, right? Okay, wait, once again, why is Jesus better? Right? Right. And go ahead. Remember the, um, when they were on the mountaintop and Jesus was... um, transfixed the Mount of Transfiguration Mm -hmm. and they wanted to build three tabernacles to worship one for Jesus one for Moses and one for Abraham I think Mm -hmm. and God was like whoa wait a minute you guys are still getting it mixed up they're not the same they're not equal Jesus is above them this is my son listen to him Mm -hmm. he's he's it he's not not one of three right I mean, he is one of three, but not those three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like putting things in the correct order. And so I think coming from a religion that was strong, that the whole community, like they were in the Jewish community and this Jewish community, their religion was strong. They got that. Mm-hmm. They were solid on that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the issue. It's this newness. It's this change. Yeah. Right? And there's, um, I think, is there a part in here? Oh, yeah. This part starts out with, therefore. So there should be a change. Therefore, in other words, we, previously, in the past couple of days, we were talking about the temptation of Christ and what Christ has suffered for us. And it's like, okay, in light of that, mm-hmm. um. Fix your eyes on Jesus. In other words, let go of that. 
Jewish faith. Not let go of it, but that's not the place you need to be at. Fix your eyes on Jesus, right? And um, I liked in here, um, there was this thing by David Guzik that fix, the word means fixed attention on something in such a way that it's inner meeting, the lesson it is designed to teach may be learned. So how many times do we fix our eyes on politics? Mm -hmm. Or we fix our eyes on what someone said about me. Or we fix our eyes on, uh, we didn't get the results we wanted from something. Or we fix our eyes on, and it, and it's, it has our gaze. It has our attention. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, and it might engage our heart if we're upset or something like that, but it hasn't engaged our spirit yet. We have to fix our eyes. I think when I'm reading that, it's like, on God first. Mm -hmm. So we have this, then we turn and fix our eyes on God and let God tell us what this is about so that we get the exact, the correct meaning that God wants us to learn from this. Um, the lesson that it's designed to be, to teach so that we can learn it. Um, not at just a head level, but at a heart level, at a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. And I think this is backing up to when we were talking the other day about temptation, that temptation to take God out of it. So we get to learn what we want to learn, and then we get to stay in control, and then we get to do what we want to do with it. Man, think about this. So the Hebrews are in this, the people that this is to, are in this situation. It's like, you know what? I can fix my eyes on Jesus. Okay, he's over there. Yeah. And I can do it this way. Because have you ever seen like the covering of all, like you, you cover everything, you know, so you cover all your bases. Oh yeah. And, and, and stuff like that. And he's like, no, just fix your eyes on Jesus. Ask him what you're supposed to learn from that. Yeah. It's not Moses and Jesus. It's not uh, the old Testament, old, old covenant and Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, when you are so ingrained in that um, religion, which is more than a religion, it's a lifestyle. It's a it lifestyle. is their very life. Right. And has been for thousands and thousands of years. Um, it's hard mm -hmm. to have a mind switch. I mean, even, I mean, I don't like change. So for <laughs> okay. me, yeah, I know that. For me, the switch to something different. Um, oh, I don't even know. We're going to get a new car pretty soon because my car is just basically falling apart. And, um, I just have a hard time with that. I'm like, oh, I'll have to learn where all these new things are, and I'll have to figure out how to change the temperature in the car. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't ever want to start off driving in the dark because I'll just be in a panic because I won't know how to work my new car. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like, it's just easier to stay with the old. I really like my old car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. comfortable. I'm familiar. I know what's expected of me. Same with them. They're comfortable with that religion and that lifestyle. They know what's expected of them. And they think, and they think they know um, the outcome. But Jesus comes along and he's shaking it all up. And now here are these Jewish leaders mm -hmm. telling them, nope. We're not going to do it that way. That's the old way. We have a new way that is the way. Well, and Jewish leaders for them. Christians. Right. Yeah. 
But they're still trying to change their mind. They're still struggling with going back, I think, from what I've read in here, Mm -hmm. about going back to the old ways and incorporating them together somehow. And it's just like, no, you guys, this that's not the way it's gonna work. Can't work this way. Doesn't it feel confusing? It's like then it doesn't work or it does, or just feel super confusing, which I think is Satan's plan to put in that confusion. Oh yeah, confusion. When I'm in this place, it's like I just turn to God and when I'm in my right mind, I'll say it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's like I turn to God, I go, I don't get this. I don't have a clue. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know what to do. And it's like, I, it's like I confess. And it's like, I know there's a lie here somewhere, God, but I can't find it. I, and then I start meditating on who Jesus is. And certainly since doing this homework, it's like, he's someone who suffered for me. He gets this, right? He loves me. He did this for me. This is the unrelenting love of God. And he hears me when I'm in these places. He hears this. And he understands it. Um, And that's something we can do is we can turn towards Jesus, fix our eyes on Jesus and, um, and trust him and know who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, when I became a Christian, my world flipped. Absolutely flipped. I cried for an hour. I couldn't take it all in. I couldn't take it all in. I just kept crying and crying. And thankfully, there were some other Christians there who just were sitting with me going, it's okay, and you're fine. And they kind of walked me through it. But if there hadn't been people, I would have been, what is going on here? You know, I didn't understand it. And I could see me going back to the old rules because that's what I needed to do. I thought that's what was the right thing. And I was like, Oh, wait, wait, that's not, okay, wait, what's going on? And just feeling so confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important for us as Christians to support each other and say these truths to them and talk with them and be there with them and be present to them and pray with them. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there was a temptation, like in old religion, it's like, well, if I say these prayers five times or whatever, you know, or if I do these things or if I'm, then then I'll have the answer. And it's like, no, just fix your house on Jesus. That's it. Right. Well, it's like them with their, um, they had more than the 10 commandments. What was it like 250 extra rules they were supposed to go by in order to be right with God? Yeah. And it's like, no, that those performances, number one, you'll never do them. You cannot. You can't. Because you're not perfect. You Even cannot the Pharisees do couldn't it. do those. You can't get there on your own. There's just no way. Um, but God provided the way mm-hmm. for us. So, And we're back to that thing with religion is our attempt to get to God. And Jesus. Sorry, I didn't understand what you said. Religion is our attempt to get to oh, God. Oh, right. We do all the right things. We say all the right words. We do that dance or say that poem like I was saying. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And it's worthless. It means nothing. Yeah. Because what's ultimately there is Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. And yeah. not that um, going, doing traditional things or mm-hmm. um, having, uh, just having some, I don't know, spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. if you want to call them that, that's not harmful. It's just keeping them in their place. Right. 
I agree. I think they can be really helpful. I think using that, that, Terry, that's a fantastic point is like those spiritual disciplines and those, um, those things help us to stay focused on what the real part is Mm -hmm. and to use those as a tool and not to let them take over is where the, the big thing is there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not the thing that gets you to heaven. Right. Right. And, and we've said over and over again, like there is nothing that we can do to get us to heaven. It is by the grace of God. It is not through our works. It is only through us and our recognition of sin and stepping into Jesus. This is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So, so we have considered Jesus. That's what the Hebrews told us to do, and we have done it. Yes, and we, we will have. continue. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And we will continue to do so. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So does anybody, um, like, are we missing any big points for the end of this passage, do you think? Or should we pray? And some people off into the rest of their week. I say we pray, but since we don't have Angie here, is this a rock, paper, scissors situation or no? Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was saying, oh, I wonder if we could do that that way. <laughs> so that's a little behind the scenes is we usually plan out who's going to pray at the end of the day. And we rotate right. through, but um, we're sharing one this week. So that means somebody has to be a double prayer. I would love to pray. Ooh, I would love that, to pray. and that's even too. That's even more rare. That's even more rare. I know. Yeah, I love to pray, but when I get on the podcast, I tend to get tongue-tied, and I compare myself to the other prayers in this group, and they are amazing. So, um, I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit take this and pray us on out. So that's perfect. Yeah. Holy Lord, we just come before you, God. Again, so grateful for your word. So grateful for you, Lord. And as we fix our eyes on you, Lord, show us what you want us to do. Show us who you are. Show us more facets. and um, Help us become the image of God. And um, turn more and more into his likeness. Jesus, we... um, We know that even if we don't have the answer, you have the answer. Not only do you have the answer, you are peace. You are goodness. You are faithfulness. You are all those things that we're looking for. Um, And Lord, we just need to ponder and consider and focus and fix our eyes on you, Lord. And you will give us those answers. We have the Holy Spirit residing in us. The Holy Spirit doesn't operate alone. This Holy Spirit communicates with us. And we just pray that if there's a time in our week coming up where we don't understand it, that we experiment. Maybe if it's not a big thing, and we go, Lord, I I don't understand what's going on. Please talk to me. So that's the uh, um, confess what's going on. Confess exactly the way we see the situation. And then fix our eyes on you, Lord, because you are the one who has the answers. You are the one that wants to tell us the answers. Um, We trust you, God. And we ask all the time, who does this? And it's you. 
And Lord, let us to ponder your relentless love as you continue to come towards us, you continue to save us, you continue to engage in us when we have no worth or standing of that and you still press in and you still come find us and you still rescue us. Lord, we just praise you. We just thank you for this opportunity to be with you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>